I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me as always, Dustin Ragusa. What's up? Not much, man. Uh, happy uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy early Thanksgiving. So you're taking, <laughs> taking some days off this week? No, just Thanksgiving off. My wife, We do Thanksgiving with my wife's family this year, and yeah. her family is either in Oklahoma or not that far away in Kansas, so mm-hmm. it's just a short drive, so I don't normally want to waste any vacation days around this time if I don't have to, so save them for Christmas. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I worked 8 to 5, um, I was the guy who always took off Thursday and Friday, just for the record. I feel like I feel like the Friday after Thanksgiving should be a national holiday. So, but the on the flip side, you go in, nobody's there, easy day, head out a little early. Yeah, but know. that was my day every day. So, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some basketball to talk to talk about, uh, specifically basketball recruiting, and and as you guys know, this is a. Uh, football and basketball recruiting podcast mostly although we do dabble in some hoops and football um i'm gonna lead with this because i still can't get enough of this story osu offered a a scholarship on tuesday to a 15 year old hoops phenom his name's noah smith jr um (laughs) you posted uh his tweet in our slack and your response marshall's response and cox's response was is this guy 12 years old? <laughs> he looks so small. Like, um, did you get to watch any film on him? And if so, like, what's your what's your take on this kid? Because he apparently he's really good. If OSU's offering a, a scholarship at 15, yeah. So I saw in your post on him, yeah, because I couldn't really find a lot on him, which I think you mentioned in in your post. But he he's grown like six inches in like a year. Yeah, and. It's kind of you can kind of tell when you watch the video on him, but the like the balance he has laying it up in traffic and stuff after growing six inches like that is absolutely insane. When when he's only like fifteen years old, I don't know how he has that kind of body control and bat like it for a normal human being growing six inches at fifteen, you would be so gangly and like all over the place, and yeah. he's just driving through traffic double clutch reverse laying it up and uh it's pretty impressive his his shot doesn't look great but i i mean he's got several years to grow into that but he looks good and what is he i think he's like six three now at 15 who knows he might grow three more inches and he can already handle the ball really well so at this pace he's gonna be like seven foot twelve by the time he graduates (laughs) it's gonna be maybe like uh, uh Anthony Davis situation. He's going to be the next Bull Bull. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I like you said, I couldn't find anything on him when I was googling him. Like usually, you'll uh, search for a prospect and you'll find like a two four seven sports page or a rivals page or ESPN. But he had nothing, and obviously it's because he's fifteen. He didn't even have huddle, right? No huddle. Yeah. Um, no verbal commits page, which is like. If if 
you're missing all those things. Usually verbal commits has something. He didn't have a verbal commits page. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's very green. He's a, he's a freshman in high school. Um, what I found out about him from his Twitter page, and I did way more research than I admittedly would like to, uh, like to announce on the podcast. I found that I think he only has one other offer and it's from ORU. Um, so ORU and OSU, I guess, are his only offers right now. The kids out of uh, Sylvan Hills in um, in in Arkansas, um, which is apparently the second Sylvan Hills offer of the week, which is which is kind of interesting. His uh, his high school coach messaged me today, and he said, um, "I said, how old is this kid?" Because <laughs> he he messaged me the the offer said he's 15 and then he hit me back with another response said he'll be a five star before long so um either his high school coach is uh hyping his boy up which i guess he has no no reason to because osu offered or this kid's really legit so i think osu's done a really good job scouting kids really early and identifying those those talents that are going to be elite down the road and i guess noah smith jr is just the next one that's a guy to keep an eye on moving forward 2022 though this kid was born in like 2005 yeah that's absolutely insane but (laughs) i i mean he looked good the fact that he has i know i've already said it the fact that he has that type of body control on that frame and that kind of ball handling skill at 15 is pretty impressive i'm assuming that we didn't go out there that oklahoma state coaching staff didn't go out there to offer this kid they were probably watching somebody else, right, from the other offers that were sent out. Uh, it's it's possible. I think it's possible. I guess my my uneducated guess would be that um, the staff was probably tipped off to Sylvan Hills, and then they saw that uh, Jalen Ricks, right, who they offered this week, was there, and then they saw that Noah Smith was also there, and they thought, okay, well, we'll watch this kid too. And turns out he's really good. That'd be my guess. And I think yeah. they had been out to watch Ricks before mm-hmm. or or at an AAU. At the Boynton was there or something like that because I've seen his name come up. And also I noticed when I clicked, I'm following him already. So I know something would have <laughs> triggered that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we need to do an ad read and then we need to talk more about Ricks because he picked up an offer this week. Uh, you may have heard the news that there is a new tax bill in town, but do you know how it will affect you? Angel, Johnston, and Blasting Game does. Their firm of 10 CPAs and 22 total employees is one of the largest in central Oklahoma, and they've been hard at work calculating how these new changes will affect hardworking cowboys just like yourself. So feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405 224 6363 or visit their website at ajb-cpas.com again that's 405-224-6363 so we talked about Jalen Ricks Ricks is also from Sylvan Hills in Arkansas Uh, he's he's one of I guess three Arkansas kids who announced offers from OSU this week Uh, six foot four 170 pounder and um, best I could tell, the only offer he has is from TCU. Now, the other kid who picked up an offer, his name is Taryn Williams from Lee High School in Arkansas. I swear this, like, I was writing an article. These kids are the same people. 
Also has a TCU <laughs> offer. Also six foot four. Also 170 pounds. Also from Arkansas. Also only two offers: TCU and OSU. So, um, yeah, I, was, I thought I thought that was kind of weird. It's kind of wacky. Yeah, that is really weird. I saw, I saw your post and I was like, wait, what? Did he just copy and paste that or what is happening right I now? I had to do one of those like quadruple takes where I'm like, are you sure that's right? That's right. <laughs> well, Rick, I really like Rick's. Um, I was watching some of his videos and like I said, I I think I've looked some of these up before yeah. um, when they were in to watch him, but he's he's got a smooth stroke. He can get up a little bit. He can handle the ball. Um Looks looks like a really solid athlete all around, and definitely somebody to keep an eye on because yeah. <clears throat> I think he's I think he has the potential to be a pretty good college player. That'll be interesting. I, I'm interested in just the fact that OSU is going to Arkansas as consistently as they are. Yeah, a lot. They're trying to build a little pipeline there, which is not necessarily like a, a talent rich state with with basketball talent anyway. Yeah, that I know that that Joe Johnson AAU team mm-hmm. is pretty a pretty solid team I think nationally. Yeah. So I know they get a little but outside of that, yeah, you're right. It's not really a booming with talent there in Arkansas. So it's kind of cool though that we're tapping into it. Maybe it'll turn out some good prospects. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we're kind of looking ahead with recruiting, but looking back into I guess earlier this week with what will now be the future of OSU basketball. OSU officially made the 2019 class um, official. All the all four of the commits signed in the class. I feel like we've hashed out our, our Caleb Boone, Keelum Boone, Marcus Watson, Avery Anderson takes. But um, So four commits in that class. From what we know now, they're one scholarship over the limit. And we saw this week that OSU may be interested in another point guard in this class. So um, I guess my general question is, uh, how many players are going to be on OSU's campus next year and how many scholarships are they going to have? Yeah. Who's leaving? Well, so... I think you, I, I don't know what the where the article was. I don't know if it was Tulsa World or News OK, but yeah. so, someone was talking to Boynton and he said he's not done in the 2019 class. And I know you and I kind of were messaging in Slack, like, I wonder what he's talking about. And then literally like two days later, this news comes out about this. I think he's three star point guard, right? Yeah. And now now he's showing some interest in him in this point guard, and it's like. Where's he gonna fit? Is everybody going pro? Is Dizzy going pro? So what's uh, I mean what what's your take? Uh, the the only really the only potential guy I could see maybe trying to enter the draft just just based off his performance his freshman year and then the one game he's really got minutes in this year is possibly Weathers just because I know pro scouts has, have liked him in the past yeah uh, just with his size and ball handling not saying he's gonna be an early pick or anything but. Other than that, I, I would be shocked if anybody left early. I I would too, but they like at least two people are gonna have to leave early if they end up taking another player. Like they are one player over the limit, even factoring in Mike Cunningham leaving. Um, that's the only guy who's actually gonna leave because the rest are juniors. Right. So, um, so something is gonna have to happen, and right now. 
the the kids who just signed this week, like they're not obviously they're coming no matter what. So it's going to be a matter of uh, shifting on the current roster. Like either Dizzy is going to take a grad year at Liberty State or uh, <laughs> Yor is going to go to back to St. Louis or I I don't know. But um, right now it looks like at least one player is going to be leaving. Um, and they have a year to sort this out. Like it's not a like a, a very pressing issue, but it is an issue that like they they really don't have space right now. Which is, um, I think Mar- Marshall actually asked Boynton earlier this week, and he kind of uh, answered it in a very politically correct uh, manner, which I think was smart. Um, but something's gonna have to happen. It's either gonna be a transfer, or I guess that's the only way, unless someone goes pro. But Weathers, unless you read, uh, <laughs> I guess Ragu's scouting report articles, you might think he's a pro, but I don't. I don't think anyone on this on this team right now, or at least in six months, is going to be ready for the pros. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, they've got these project guys at the forward spot. Yeah, in your and Big Kent, but a lot of these guys coming in are guards. Yep. So. You know, maybe maybe one of these forwards transfers if he's not getting playing time. But then are you aren't you kind of short at that position? I know you got Caleb coming in, but it I don't know. It just, it just seems a little odd to me with the guys that they're actively recruiting or have already committed, and then the way the roster is currently constructed, who who would leave and who wouldn't? Because you know, obviously, like you wouldn't think Weathers is going to leave. You wouldn't think Curtis Jones is going to leave. You wouldn't right. think Lindy's going to leave. So. I don't know. Maybe we'll see throughout this year with how the minutes shake out. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Maybe someone's not playing as much as we thought they were going to, yeah. and you know, something like that. And that ends up being, uh, you know, we'll, especially when Curtis Jones is able to play at the end of the semester. Maybe that pushes somebody out of the lineup, and they Someone decide to transfer out of that. Idea. Maybe Boynton has no idea. Right hey, now. listen, I'm sensing way too much doubt about my man Boynton in your tone right now and no, i am no, very no. much uncomfortable no no i do not <laughs> i do not doubt king mikey b at <laughs> king all mikey b. <laughs> he he can do he can like offer 20 more people in 2019 and i'd be like yeah he'll find the spot <laughs> some of them will be good coaches my i guess it's possible that you know either i guess the running theory is that it's not a theory but it's perhaps possible that that uh dizzy would maybe transfer or graduate even and decide to go pro after this year um it's possible just because the forward spot the the power forward spot is so loaded um with youth that you know maybe if kent jones or your annie i or one of those those guys those youngsters doesn't end up panning out then that maybe one of those is uh is going to leave, but I have no idea. It's just speculation until next year. But it is very interesting that uh, that they're over the spot by one now, and and Boynton's apparently saying he's not done. So it's kind of a almost like a warning to the rest of the roster. You better get your butt in shape and and make sure you're not expendable because you could you could be the guy who ends up leaving to make space for whoever's coming in. Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting. It's. It's a good problem to have, though, right? I mean, you've got a it. lot of talent coming in, and you know, 
you got to find a way to get them on the team and out on the floor. Yeah, it's a dog-eat-dog world. I think yeah. uh, people don't realize how often that happens. Um, and and maybe either we didn't publicize it enough with Ford or he just didn't do it. I don't know what the case was. But um, everything Boynton does right now is not under the microscope, but people are interested in, in recruiting now. And uh, when things like this happen, people are actually like keenly aware of the situation and it just makes for uh, an interesting scenario, I guess, moving forward. So I'm curious to see kind of how this plays out. Um, let's move to the football side of things because uh, kind of a similar situation, I guess, with the defensive line. OSU offered a, a junior college defensive tackle, uh, Sione Asai. He's from Snow College, um, 2019 recruit, so would be on campus presumably in uh, next summer unless he's a mid-year enrollee, and I don't believe he is. Um, so his defensive tackle, OSU has two defensive tackles on deck right now and, and slated to sign in December. Uh, one is Jaden Jernigan. He's from Allen High School, Mighty Allen. And then uh, Xavier Ross, he's from Cedar Hill, uh, two Texas powerhouse programs that perennially uh, turn out really good Division One talent. Um, so I guess there'd be a third, but the problem is they have five defensive line commitments in the 2019 class, and it sounds like they're trying to take another. I was under the impression that they were only taking five, but what does this mean, I guess, for – for uh for OSU I I I guess they're gonna take another yeah it it kind of just looks like they're replacing what they might lose you know Enoch's a senior right right Trey's a senior and then Darian's a senior but I'm assuming he he could you know redshirt and come back I I don't know if he's going to I don't think he participated in the senior day no I'm not 100% sure but did not you know, if they, if if he decides to leave, then you've got three guys coming in at the defensive tackle spot replacing the three guys you're leaving. So it is a little odd, though, because like what you're saying, apparently they were just going to take five in this class and then add one more kind of late. But, you know, the junior college guys are – they normally take a, a little bit of time to get in there, but their bodies are normally ready. Yeah. So. It's good to have them there for some depth. Uh, they've got experience playing at the junior college level, and you know we've seen we've seen success with junior college players on Oklahoma State's defense in the past. So hopefully he can come in and provide a little depth there. Have you have you watched any of his videos? No, no. So so he's like he had barely, zero offers from what I saw. He's like barely six. I think he's listed at six one. The the dude he looks like he's like my height. Yeah. And he's listed at 302. He's just a straight-up bowling ball out there. And he looks really strong, but not very fast. But he was just grabbing these offensive linemen in all the highlight videos I watched and tossing them out of the way like they were ragdolls. And then he'd just be in the gap. So he's like Mote Maile. Yeah, he literally looks like a bowling ball. And it looks like he's just a a gap-filling defensive lineman that that can stuff the run. Yeah. I never really got to see him chase after a quarterback in any of the videos. He wasn't really ever chasing anyone. So I don't know if that means he can't or if he's just, you know, they're just weren't in the highlights. But he he looks really strong and like somebody that would be a good run stuffer. So OSU has a history of kind of trying to fill gaps with defensive tackles late in the prospect or in the process. 
with Polynesian prospects, which is kind of interesting. Like, I don't know if they end up taking uh, this C- uh, Sioni SI guy, but Ofa Hautau was pretty successful. He was a defensive tackle. Uh, Mote Maile was another one who who was really successful. Um, Leitu Maile, who who was Mote's brother, was here shortly. Now he's at a junior college, from what I understand. So uh, that would kind of I don't know. I guess it'd just be another uh, Polynesian player under OSU's uh, program, but. I, I think it has a lot to do with Benny Tonga and what he's been able to do at, at OSU. They've been, they've built up kind of a really successful Polynesian program, which is uh, fascinating and random because it's still water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, Hey, if it works, it, these guys have turned out well and that this guy could be another one in the line of those that you just mentioned. So, yeah, you know, uh, kind of disappointing to see that he doesn't have any other offers. Right that could just be that he's flown a little bit under the radar and he's still a really talented player, but who knows? I mean, you can always use more defensive tackles, especially when you're losing at least two right. off the roster. Yeah. So. I, I do wonder if maybe, um, so in 2017, OSU tried to take Fua Leula, Leula. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Do you remember this kid? I think so. He was also from snow college. Uh, signed with OSU, really, um, really became ingrained and a huge fan favorite uh, from the OSU Twitter fan base because when he signed, uh, it was right around the time I believe when Tyron was trash talking Baker Mayfield about how OSU was going to beat OU, and Fua got in on this Twitter conversation oh, and, yeah. and was like yeah, guaranteeing yeah. it's like, oh, just wait, November 11th, watch my boy. And uh, he never ended up coming to OSU. I, I, I believe he had a family um, crisis. I, I don't know if you could say crisis, but he had something with his family come up. Um, and he lives somewhere in Utah, I believe. Never made it to OSU's campus. But um, maybe they're trying to fill that spot with, uh, I know it's two years later, but Maybe they've had a spot on the defensive line that they just haven't used and, and want to try and play the chip here. I don't know. But that uh, it would be nice to have an experienced guy uh, fill in, and and uh, if they're going to lose Darian, for sure they need some experience up front because they're going to have a lot of young guys playing big roles next year up front, which is uh, gravely concerning for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just wanted some somebody a little bit older, a little yeah. whose body maybe is a little bit more ready just to kind of have just in case one of the younger guys gets hurt or just yeah. isn't up to snuff next season so yep yep uh the last thing we need to talk about deandre glass four-star running back from katie texas yet another uh texas powerhouse program glass has um more offers than my age which uh <laughs> i don't know if that says more about me or glass but uh he has a final list of ohio state oklahoma state um uh, Let's see, Alabama, several others, but a lot of people think it's down to Oklahoma State and Alabama. Uh, I wrote about this week for Pistol Firing, but he named Alabama as his favorite. And the only problem with that is it doesn't look like he has a committable offer. Now, Alabama right now is targeting a top 10 prospect, five-star recruit. His name is Trey Sanders. And it looks like Trey Sanders is going to eventually commit to Alabama when he makes his decision in December. If that happens, Glass is probably 
on the outside looking in with respect to Alabama, which means OSU might be the favorite. I don't know. What where do you stand on this situation? This whole thing is weird. Yeah, it's it's tough to see cuz you can kind of tell from his tweets and what he's been saying to the different recruiting services that Bama is his top choice. Yeah. But it it looks like you said that Saban's going to take Sanders if if he if he can and then there won't really be any room for Glass. They already have a running back committed in their class. Yeah, I mean Alabama's got a plethora of running backs always yeah. with already two coming in. It'd be tough for him. He'd definitely have to battle. Um, maybe he wants to do that, but I doubt Alabama would even kind of want to go in that direction there if they've already got two coming in. So it, it's, it's good for Oklahoma state it kind of sucks for him. It, it sounds like it's a kind of a tough situation, but if Oklahoma state is able to land him, we've talked about him on the podcast, I think a couple of times, but the dude is an absolute stud He's not only a power runner, yeah. but he's very fast and can bust a big play if he gets an opening. So uh, to just kind of have him there with Chuba, with LD going forward, if Justice comes back, you got Jamil Jeter, you've got pretty much uh, another solid little lineage of running backs to go yep. forward with. Yep, and J.D. King is uh, is gone. He's out. He transferred this right. week. Um, so that's news, and that's – potentially makes OSU more appealing for Glass. I, I would argue that Glass is the best running back prospect in this class. Um, he had some injuries that kind of derailed some of his high school career, but he was phenomenal as a freshman, like an All-American Max Preps player of the year caliber um, as a true freshman at KD, which is really saying something. Um, he's battled some injuries here and there, and... Um, and programs have kind of backed off of them, but now it seems like now that uh, it's scramble season and and uh, signing signing day is just a month away, people are people are starting to turn on the pressure. I, I do wonder if Ohio State doesn't factor in here because it seems like maybe it's either he really likes Alabama or he really wants to go to a blue blood school. Um, and Ohio State really hasn't made a concerted effort because right now I think they've got other targets in the in the pipeline as well. But if they could uh, if they could finish second and or if OSU could finish second, Oklahoma State that is, and uh, and pull in Glass just because Alabama recruited at a high level, then I guess you could, you could take that as a win. Although I do feel it's kind of awkward. <laughs> it um, is, no, I agree because he's like you know. OSU is my second favorite. It's cool. I like Alabama more. And OSU is <laughs> like, well, you're our favorite. And I'm like, well, yeah, just l- let me wait and see how this plays out. Um, but I don't know. I guess you'll take it how, however you can get him. He would yeah, be one of OSU's I, highest rated commits of this class. Oh, yeah. he he would. He's going to be good in yeah. college wherever he goes. So if Oklahoma State could land him, it would be awesome. And then, you know, they've got – They've got Jeter, who's going to be a freshman again next year. But other than that, you know, not really anybody behind him. And like you said, nobody else in the 2019 class. So yeah. oh, it would be would, good. He would be OSU's highest in. rated recruit. Oh, really? Yep. Just ahead of uh, Grayson Boomer. Okay. So, yeah. So that would right be away. cool to get him on there and just in in the depth chart at running back. Yeah, definitely. They need a running back really bad. They don't have one in this class, and frankly, they haven't they haven't really recruited well at the position for 
really the past year. So if they can steal DeAndre Glass, I think that would that would bode well because they need to figure out what they're going to do from a production standpoint. Chuba is going to be the man next year. Um, oh yeah. You know that's that's assuming that that justice leaves for the NFL draft, which from what I heard is um, more likely than not at this point. But I guess we'll see. I guess you can hold your breath and see. I mean that would that would be awesome if Justice came back for a senior year. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then you've got Chuba and Justice one two punch there with LD as well, and throw Jeter in the mix. That would be pretty solid. Can you imagine Spencer Sanders handing off to Justice Hill? And Chuba Hubbard in the loaded pistol. We need more footballs. Need more than one. Oh, we can make that happen. <laughs> I can make anything happen. That'd be incredible. No, that that would be that would be awesome. If Justice came back, but like I, I think he's gone. But so you, you'd like to have you'd like to get a running back in this class. Yeah, Glass would be amazing, but they still should try to sign somebody else. I know they have a couple backup options, but they. I think they need to get at least one in here. Yeah, I'm all for uh, Thomas Grayson, the Booker T kid, uh, getting a look. I think he's been extremely over uh, overlooked. He was committed to Nebraska for a long time. That's so. what I was going to say. He decommitted from somewhere, right? Yeah, Nebraska. He was committed to Nebraska. I don't know exactly what happened there, but he's got offers from Tennessee, uh, Bowling Green, a bunch of uh, quality programs. And OSU just – has not has not made a move there has not offered so i do wonder if if they're the them slow playing grayson will end up biting them in the butt later um because if what happens if glass ends up finding a hole in alabama's class and going going to alabama then then oh she's kind of left with its hands empty uh and then they'd be scrambling because i think they really need to take a running back in this class yeah they can't afford I not agree. to so no, I agree. That'll be interesting. Um, I think that's all we got for you. That's that's uh, like thirty minutes of really good recruiting talk. So uh, we'll do it again next week. Let's do some final picks on the final game of the regular season. TCU this weekend. Who you got? I think Oklahoma State wins it. Yeah. Are you going? No, I think Porter might be. Okay. I'm thinking about one of my brothers lives uh, in Dallas. Thinking about going down there and. Maybe going to the game with him and some yeah. buddies that live in Dallas, but it might be like a last minute decision. That'd be cool. I I wanted to go to uh, the West Virginia OU game. I feel like that would be a good game. Oh yeah, that will be. Want to go to Morgan? I have some family that's close to there. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, but I'm skipping. Maybe another year. Yeah. Uh, I got Maybe OSU winning this stay. weekend. Pretty big, like forty to. 14 so i don't think tc is very good yeah and just uh, i'm sure you saw but there collins got hurt in the baylor game and he's most likely not going to play there who was already the backup quarterback behind sean robinson so now they're going with uh molstein fifth year guy who's got like 40 total passes in his five years on campus and then their their four-star freshman has is suffering from drop foot so terrible yeah so behind him they've got two walk-ons so if molstein gets hurt what i mean god forbid he gets hurt because that would suck for him but if he gets hurt they have two walk-ons behind him wow yeah 
is this is definitely going to play out like OSU is going to give up 80 points to fifth string quarterback Molstein. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to retract my pick now. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how you say his name because I didn't watch the game. That's just how it's spelled. Uh, I think he's got a mustache. Oh. Or like a goatee. He look he legitimately looks like thirty-eight. <laughs> he is like thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. All right. Well, uh we'll recap that next week and, and maybe some some more recruiting news. Uh in the meantime, you guys go give us a subscribe and rate us five stars. Leave us some nice comments. Leave me some nice comments. Maybe not so much about uh Ragu. Actually, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Leave us some nice comments about Ragu's biceps and how uh, how triangular they are and how nice they are. And uh, I appreciate it. We're trying to get to the top of the iTunes charts, so <laughs> we'll be back next week and uh, look forward to seeing you guys uh, at that point. Thanks, Ragu. Right, see you, man. Okay, see ya.